Thank you, Brother Steve. Good morning. Good to see all of you who are here today. I'm Pastor Mike. We're honored to have you. Merry Christmas. And if you have your Bible, find your place in Ephesians chapter number one. Ephesians chapter number one, Paul's apostle, uh, Paul the Apostle's letter to the Ephesian church. Today we continue to think about hoping in God. What a time of the year to consider and uh, think uh, uh, some more about hope that we have in Jesus Christ at this time of the year as we celebrate the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ and His birth. Hope that you'll be with us if you can. We're calling all the families and members of First Baptist Church back together on uh, Christmas Eve evening, 5 p.m. We hope that you'll be with us. It's a special uh, thing we do every year together, and I hope that you'll make your plans to be with us. These past few weeks, I've been sharing with you my own testimony of why I have hope in God in a time in which there seems to be such hopelessness in the world, uh, hopelessness in the world. I uh, also remind you that we have a, a small uh, card out in the uh, out in the uh, foyer that you can pick up that has a, a list of all of these uh, passages, these verses that I've been sharing with you about what it means, what it looks like to have hope in God. Perhaps somebody at this Christmas time of the year, that would be a blessing for you to just give them the, that card. And on, those, on, on that card, it would give to them some of these special verses. I hope that you find yourself today hoping in God. I hope that today you're not trapped and captured by hopelessness of not knowing Jesus Christ as Lord. Those of you who are joining us online, we, we miss you. We thank the Lord for you. We hope that you'll be with us when you can. Please let us know what we can do for you. Well, you've had time to find your place in Ephesians chapter 1. Paul shares several prayers with the Ephesian church. This is my prayer for you today, and it is also my testimony uh, from which I'll take my words today in Ephesians chapter number 1. Let's begin reading Ephesians chapter 1. We'll break in with what Paul is saying at verse 15. And we'll read down through verse number 19. Ephesians 1, beginning in verse 15, and reading through verse 19. Hope you'll keep your Bible open. I'll make several comments to a number of verses today, and they'll be helpful for you. For this reason, Paul writes, For this reason I too, having heard of the faith in the Lord Jesus Christ, which exists among you, and your love for all the saints, do not cease giving thanks for you while making mention of you in my prayers. Verse 17, That the God of, the Lord, of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give to you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. Now our primary focus will be verse 18. I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of His calling. What are the riches of the glory of His inheritance in the saints? And what is the surpassing greatness of His power toward us who believe? These are in accordance with the working of the strength of His might. Heavenly Father, now bless the reading of Your Word, and may the Holy Spirit of God be our teacher today. Bring these words alive in the minds of the hearers here today, and with their eyes as they read them and see them. May the Holy Spirit of God make us to see the joy, the pleasure, the victory, the assurance of the hope 
of your calling to salvation in Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Well, my focus this morning is this, and it, this is the continuation of my testimony to you. I hope in God today. Why is it that I hope in God? Well, I hope in God because, as we've seen here from Paul's words, He has called me to salvation. Now, I'm first of all saying to you, this is my personal testimony. I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ. I'm not ashamed to stand before you. It's easy in here in the church house. But I'm not ashamed to share the gospel and tell people that I am a believer in Jesus Christ and a follower of Him wherever I'm at, wherever I find myself during the week. Whatever kinds of people I'm around, I'm not ashamed of the gospel. And I am not ashamed to say the name, the Lord Jesus Christ. I am a follower of Jesus Christ and I will follow Jesus to the day of my death. And I have followed Him for many years and I am grateful for that. And I hope in God. My hope is greater today. My hope rises day by day. And one of the reasons is because He has called me to be saved. He has called me to salvation. So we see from Paul's words, go back to your Bible, Ephesians 1.18. Paul prays that the eyes of these Christians, this is my prayer for you. Maybe today for the first time, your eyes will be open. Maybe that, that, that way of saying that is to describe your mind will be open. You'll realize for the first time, it'll come to your mind. You'll have a real knowledge. You'll have an understanding. You'll have a wisdom of what is true of God's Word. Paul prays for these believers as I pray for this church. As I pray for you that your heart may be enlightened, that is your mind opened and enlightened, so that you will know, my brothers and sisters, so that you will know what is the hope of His calling. That's all we're going to look at today. He goes on to say, that they'll know what are the riches of the glory of His inheritance. In other words, the glory and riches of your heavenly inheritance, that you'll know about it. Things in heaven are far greater and more glorious than anything on this earth, no matter how much you think you may have. And then he prays in verse 19, Oh, this is important for us, but we'll not talk about it today. What is the surpassing greatness of His power towards you? The Word of God tells us, that the power of God is released in your life when you are saved so that you can deal with the troubles and difficulties of life. But here we come back to this thing of knowing what is the hope of His calling. <coughs> There's nothing more exciting than receiving a call that you've been chosen for a new job. There's nothing, you may have been waiting in, in my family. We've recently had one of our family members who was very excited because they received the call of, that they were chosen for a job. And they'd been waiting for this job, excited about it. Or maybe you've experienced the joy, the, the, the humility, the, all the emotions, good emotions that come with being called and being chosen uh, to be accepted into school, uh, some kind of school. I know that our students, as they get along, some of them will go to various kinds of schools and they'll <clears throat> make their application. And then lo and behold, they get that letter, they get that email, they get that response, they get that phone call. Congratulations, you have been accepted. You have been, you have been chosen to go to our school. You have, 
Or perhaps the call that comes, you've been chosen for a promotion. The call comes that you are chosen. The call comes that you are chosen. You are called for, uh, and, uh, that you've been chosen and recognized as an employee for something that you have done. Well, whatever it is, there is this connection between calling chosen ones and those who believe being saved, hearing the call of God. So today we're going to talk about this phrase, the hope of His calling. Why is there hope in the calling of God? Well, what is the hope of His calling? It is the call to salvation. It is the call to be saved. Now to all of you who are followers of Jesus, I'm sharing my testimony, but it's also your testimony. But there are some among us, it's always been my experience, there are some among us, even those who are religious and may have gone to church all of your life, but you've never really heard the call to salvation. You've never heard the call to be saved. Perhaps it will be today. Perhaps today is the day when you will hear God call you. And that's what I want us to talk about. What does it look like, Pastor Mike? What does it mean for God to call me to salvation? Well, that's what I want us to see. And I'm going to give you three observations from this. So I'm going to come from this phrase in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 18. I'm going to highlight it from some various places in God's Word. So I've uh, underlined, I've underscored the section or the words that are important for what I'll talk about. There's a lot I could say. I don't have the time, so I'll spend my time on these three elements that have to do with God's call, the hope of His calling, the hope of God's call to us to be saved in Jesus Christ. Number one, the hope of God's call to salvation is a personal call. The hope of God's call to salvation is a personal call. Secondly, the hope of God's call to salvation is a gospel call. It's good news. It's a good news call. It's the greatest news call. It's gospel. It's a gospel call. And finally, the hope of God's call, the call of God to salvation, is a promising call, as I say. Some of you may come to me after and say, Pastor Mike, what about this? What about? I understand that. There's only so much time. So I'll give myself to these and encourage you. You uh, study the Word of God, you'll discover some great things around this hope of His calling. Look, what am I saying, friends? My hope has risen in my life day by day as I consider the fact that Jesus Christ personally called me to be saved. That's the testimony of every believer in this room. Perhaps you've not thought about it in a while, so let me take you through each of these for a moment. The hope of God's call to salvation is a personal call. What did, what did the Lord do all through the Gospels? <clears throat> when He was on the earth, what did He do? Well, He stood there on the seashore, didn't He? And there were those men out there laboring away with their fishing nets. They didn't have hooks in those days on a line. They had a big net. They were casting their nets. They were trying to pull in a big, a big draw of fish, a net full of fish. And they were busy with their work. But someone was standing on the shore who got their attention and interrupted them from their business. 
interrupted them from making money, interrupted them from what they had to get done with the shortness of the day, who interrupted them as they were tired and weary from a long day. And he stood on the side and said to these men, follow me, follow me, not follow my ideas, not follow my teaching, follow me, follow me. And I will make you fishers of men. Follow me. This is what the Lord said. He stood on the side and called Peter, James, and John personally. He called them and already knew their names. He, understand, he understood about them. He recognized who they were, were and he understood their uniquenesses. What did he do later? He called the Apostle Paul who was persecuting the church, dragging Christians to jail, who was one of the worst torturers and tormentors and persecutor of the church in the early days. And the Lord Jesus called him out on, at noonday. He was, he was struck down and blinded. Later, he received the understanding from uh, those who came to him to minister to him that he was called of God. How God does strange things in his calling us to salvation and service. Here was the Jew of Jews. Here was the Pharisee of Pharisees. Here was the man who knew. Here was a rabbi of rabbis. And yet God calls this Jew of Jews to the Gentiles who had no knowledge of God's word nor of the truths to the fathers of the Jewish nation. God in his way of calling has a great way of calling us to salvation and then to service. So what did he do? He called, he called these men and he called many women. We don't have all of them recorded in the gospels, but they came along as the Lord Jesus called them. It's a personal call. When the Lord Jesus called me, I heard the invitation call. I started hearing the invitation call as a boy. When I'd hear preaching, when, when I'd go to my class, my Sunday school class, and when my parents would talk about this, and my grandparents especially, who loved the Lord Jesus, they would talk about it and they would show me things in the Bible. And as a nine-year-old boy, I start hearing these things. And, and, and as an older man now, I understand much more about what all it was about and how it came about, but yet there is this very special personal element. Why do I have hope regardless of what comes in my life? Because I have, I have heard the invitation call of the Lord Jesus Christ to me to be saved, and I have believed in the Lord Jesus Christ, and I have been saved. I am born again. I am not a perfect person. But the Spirit of God now has come to dwell in me. I seek to live for Him. When I fail Him, when I fail others, I confess my sin. I want to walk with God. I heard the invitation call to repent and believe. I heard the invitation call to confess Jesus as Lord and believe in my heart that God raised Him from the dead. I heard the invitation call to believe that Jesus died for my sins so that I would not have to die and go to hell. I was drawn. Now I know what it is. I was drawn as I read these powerful words and heard these words preached and taught and shared. I started being drawn. It was the Holy Spirit of God making these things. I, I desired to know more. I realized what I was really like. And I looked to someone that I'd never seen with my eyes. And I believed in Him.
you see, I was attracted to the truths of the gospel and I desired to be saved. Is that true for you, my friend? Have you, like, the, like that dear man who was crying out to the Lord Jesus, uh, it's in the gospel stories, I believe in three of the four. He's there, he is blind in a pitiful condition, crying to Jesus in the midst of the crowd. Everybody's shouting at Jesus. Everybody's screaming at Jesus. But he's crying out, Jesus Christ, Son of David, have mercy on me. And he was in this desperate condition. Some of his friends told him, shut up, be quiet. Nobody's going to listen to you. He can't hear you. He doesn't have time for you. And lo and behold, the Lord Jesus stopped and called him. And what did his friends say? Arise, he is calling for you. Have you heard the voice say to you at some time in your life in the past? Arise, he is calling for you. There is no hope if you do not have a personal call from God. This is why this is so important. There is no greater joy than knowing that you have been personally called by the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, I can't manufacture that for you. Your mom and dad can't make that for you. Your friends can't, who are saved can't make that for you. Today, I confront you with this question. I ask you today, have you been called by Jesus Christ personally to be saved? Is that true in your life? Secondly, the hope of God's call to salvation is a gospel call. It's a good news call. Paul says, I pray that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened so that you will know what is the hope of his calling. It's personal. It's personal. That's what I have to share with people. You can't take away, you may argue with me about all the parts of the Bible and you may fuss with me about whether you think this is true or that's true. It's interesting you talk to people about being saved and they want to talk about dinosaurs. They want to talk about whatever they want to talk about. They don't want to talk about their soul. You just have to keep pressing. You have to talk about your own life. Talk about You can't take away from me what's been my personal experience. You cannot take away from me regardless. You can kill me. You can, you can try to minimize it. You can try to distort it. But I simply would say to you, see, this is, a, this is the ground on which you stand. This is the hope of, this is my hope is settled in the calling of Jesus Christ for me to be saved. It's personal. You can't take that away from the believer. It's personal for you who are in this room, <clears throat> who are born again, though I've just shared my story, you could share yours. But secondly, it's gospel. It's the good news of the call. It's the reason why the hope of his calling is a hopefulness is a hopefulness in His calling is because it's a gospel calling. Now, I must spend just a moment talking about this with you. What did the Lord Jesus say over and over? He called people with good news. Here's what He said. I'll just give you a few places. John 6, 35. I am the bread of life. Listen now. Here's the call. He that comes to me shall never hunger, and he that believes in me shall never thirst. There's the call. There's the call. Are you hungry? Are you hungry? Is there something inside of you that no matter what you put in there, never seems to satisfy you? 
Are you hungry? The Lord Jesus says, if you come to me, I will satisfy that inner hunger that you cannot satisfy in relationships, possessions, money, power, authority, fame, whatever it is you desire, all of those things go away. But that which satisfies is this good news, this gospel call of Jesus, come to me. He says it again. If you thirst, come to me and drink. You'll be satisfied. Out of you will flow a, a satisfying spring that nothing can take away. So you see, when you hear the gospel, there are several things that you hear. The gospel is not only a call to be saved, it is the call of the Lord Jesus Christ throughout our whole Christian life. It is the continued call of God on your life. First of all, I heard the gospel call to come into the light. So I'm standing here in the light. <clears throat> I've tried to you know, be presentable. I've tried to do what I can with what I have so that you, you, I can't hide in the light up here. <clears throat> I'm standing in the light. You see, when you were in your sin, you hid around in the shadows. You lived in the shamefulness of your sin. You lived in hiddenness and secrecy. And you did those things that are dishonoring with your body. And you thought things and you carried in your mind and you spoke in, in the dark places about other people. And you gossiped and you, you lived in darkness. The Lord Jesus said the reason why people do not come into the light is because their deeds are evil. You see, if you come into the light, that's the, call of, that's the call of the gospel. You must, first of all, step into the light. You must come to the Lord Jesus Christ. Did we not just hear the choir sing this as best we could hear it? Come to the light of the Lord Jesus Christ and follow Him. Listen to His call. Listen to what Peter says. 1 Peter 2.9 You are a chosen race. He's speaking to Christians. Now I'm speaking to believers in this room. You are chosen race, a royal priesthood, you know this verse, a holy nation, a people called for God's own possession, so that you, as God's people, may proclaim the excellencies, listen to the last part of the verse, who called you out of darkness into His marvelous light when you were in that secret, hidden wickedness of sin, when you were in that dark cave that you were so comfortable in, in your habitual wickedness and godlessness, you somehow, when someone shared the gospel, you can't explain it, but all of a sudden you said, I've got to get out of this dark place. I've got to go toward the light. I see the light. I hear it. It's Jesus Christ. I must go to Him. He called you out of the dark. I want some of you to go back in your mind and think about how dark you, how dark of a place you were in when you came out into the light, the gospel light. I heard the gospel call to live secondly in holiness. That is, it's a call to holiness. 1 Thessalonians 4, 7. I'm saying this to the church. I'm saying this to this church. For God has not called us for impurity. God has not called us for impurity, but for sanctification, for holiness. 
We have been called to be holy, he says, to the Corinthian church. We're dealing with all kinds of issues in their fellowship. 2 Corinthians 6, 17, he reminds us of the promise from the Old Testament. It is the call of the gospel, however, come out from among them. That's what you must do. Yes, we live in this world. Come out from among them and be separate, says the Lord. Charles Wesley said it in his hymn, What is our calling's glorious hope but inward holiness? For this to Jesus <coughs> I look up. I calmly wait for this. You see, I heard the gospel. The, the reason why I have hope in the high calling of God, I have hope in His calling is because I've been called out of the darkness. I'm in the light. I've been, I've been called to live in holiness and no longer live in wickedness and impurity in my mind and in my ways. But I've also heard the gospel to no longer conform to this world. We're going to be having a conversation about that as a church as we come into the new year. I need to talk with us about living in the world and not being of the world and the matter of worldliness and the danger of it in our Christian life. But you see, the gospel, the good news is come into the light out of the darkness. The good news is come out of, stop being impure and living in impurity, live in holiness. Stop living like the world, but live in the world for them. 1 Peter 1.15, but like the Holy One who called you, like the Holy One who called you, be holy yourselves in all your behavior. You know, everybody sees how you act and how you talk at work. And everybody at work knows whether or not you are really genuine in your walk with God. Are you really a Christian? You're not going to fool people. You're not going to fool people. And the hope of calling, the hope I have is that as I live for the Lord Jesus Christ, I live for Him. What did the Lord say about us as believers? We are the light of the world. We're the salt of the earth. We're not like everybody else anymore. We're still here. We got a temporary address down here while we wait for our eternal home in heaven. The fact of the matter is uh, that I've been called by the gospel. The gospel call is one, come, come into the light. Live in holiness. Live in the world for me, not of the world. And finally, this call is one to follow Jesus. Listen to me. I started following Jesus when I was a nine-year-old boy, and I am grateful for this. And I will do everything in my power as the pastor of this church to see this uh, same thing done in this church. And I had teachers all of my life, and I'm grateful for them all the way through from a nine-year-old boy from being in that church through my student years in that church, I had those who helped me follow Jesus and learn what it meant to be a disciple of Jesus Christ. If we fail to do that, we have failed to carry out the Great Commission. The Great Commission is not just baptizing, it's baptizing those who have believed in Jesus Christ, listen, and training them to observe all things that the Lord has commanded them and living as followers of Jesus Christ. First Peter 2.21, for you have been called for this purpose. Since Christ also suffered for you, leaving you an example for you to follow in His steps. You know, I must remind uh, this church of what you are called in the Word of God. The word church that we use, this Greek word is a word made up of two words, which mean called out. You are called out. 
You have come here. You're called out. You came. You came today rather than doing what the world's doing today. And you, as a part of God's called out ones, this group of us who could gather today, you've gathered in this place. We are the called out ones. Called out of the darkness. Called out of our unholiness. Called out of the world to live for Jesus Christ in the world. And called, listen, to follow Jesus Christ every day of your life. You must follow the Lord Jesus in your business. I ask some of you, my dear businessmen and women, is your practice in your business to follow Jesus in your decisions? Did you, did you leave that to church house on Sunday? That's kind of Sunday stuff, right? You got another way you do it on Monday through Saturday. No, we follow Jesus as business people. We follow Jesus as parents. We follow Jesus as children and we follow Jesus in our relationships at school. Wherever we go, wherever He leads, I will follow. There is a call. There is a call by the Holy Spirit of God on your life since you've been saved. And it is a call, listen, to follow in the steps of Jesus Christ. Are you following Jesus Christ today? Are you listening? Are you listening to His call? Have you heard the joyful sound? Jesus saves. Have you heard it? Have you experienced it personally? Are you today living with hopefulness because of the endurance of the gospel? Well, the church, we are the called out saved ones from the world. We've been saved from our sin, saved from the world. We're the called out ones, called out of this world to be the light to the world. We are the called ones who follow Jesus all the way to heaven. Listen, we go along the way and ask our friends, come follow Jesus with me. That's what we are, the called out ones of God. So you see, Paul says, I'm praying that you will know what is the hope of His calling. I wonder today if I was able to sit with each of you, could you tell me, my Christian friends, what is the hope of God's calling in your life? Well, it's personal. He called you personally. And you responded to His call. You believed in the Lord Jesus Christ. You, you believed the good news. And because of that, a number of things happened. And you Listen to the call where He called you from. But finally, it's this promise of the call. You see, the Lord Jesus promises not just to be with us here, but He promises us a future. Don't let your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me, He said, didn't He? In my Father's house are many dwelling places. If, I, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't tell you. I go to prepare a place for you and I will come again. Receive you to myself where I am. There you will be also. Oh, my dear friends, gospel promises are the hope of our calling. The bedrock and foundation is, is stable because of the Lord Jesus and what He's done for us. I'll read you this one verse as we finish 2 Thessalonians 2.14. Listen to these words. This is for you now, church. This is for you. Listen. 2 Thessalonians 2.14. It was for this He called you through the gospel. It was for this He called you through the gospel that you may gain the glory of the Lord Jesus Christ. Paul says it in <clears throat> Hebrews, <clears throat> we are partakers <clears throat> excuse me, of a heavenly calling. There's a calling to come out of this world and there is a calling for heaven. 
There is a calling beyond this place and this time. And that is what we're called to do. It is the, it is the hope of His calling that personally calls me to be saved. Jesus is calling. He calls me and I respond to it. There is this calling and this hope in His calling that calls me out of the darkness and now I can see. I can live in the light. I can walk in the light. I can have fellowship with God. I don't have to live the way I used to live in the world, in the godless patterns of the world. I don't have to live in ungodliness. I can now, by the power of the Holy Spirit, live a Spirit-filled, holy life. And I can follow Jesus every day of my life because the Holy Spirit is within me. And He says, go this way. Don't say that. <clears throat> don't go there. Remember these words, He brings them to our mind. So what do we remember today as we finish? Well, hope comes in God's call to anyone who comes to Jesus Christ. I hope you'll pay attention to what my words are here on the screen for you. I've, I've tried to give you these words to you as best I can. Hope comes in God's call. Hope comes in God's call. <clears throat> you see, if I've never experienced the call of God, then I never have experienced the reality that I'm one of His own. I'm chosen by Him. See, the calling is tied to my, my being chosen. And those who are chosen are those who believe. It is this marvelous mystery the church has been trying to un, uh, untangle and, and understand since the beginning. And will never because it's in the mystery of God how salvation works both on God's side and ours. Hope comes in God's call to anyone who comes to Christ Jesus. And assurance, my friend, this is what the world wants. The world wants peace and assurance. They never find it. Students and young people, they want assurance and peace. That's why there are many students today who are troubled emotionally and mentally and sadly want to take their own lives. And many do because there is no peace. They cannot find it. They cannot find anything to hope in. Assurance from God's call is that whoever will believe will be saved. You see, this is why we share the gospel. We share the gospel with the hopeless so that they might hear the gospel call and they might be saved. God's call promises eternal life. God's call, my friend, is a promise. I heard it. Many of you have heard it. It is a call to be saved. And what must we say again about the blessed work of the Holy Spirit of God? He calls. He convicts. He draws. He calls. He convicts. He draws. There was a time I was sitting in church as a boy. I never could quite put it together. But one day, oh, how the power and the drawing of the Holy Spirit. I didn't want to think about anything else. I wanted to solve this. I wanted to know how to be saved. I would talk to my parents. I would talk to the preacher and the teachers. I wanted to know. And many of you in this room have experienced the same drawing power of God. And today, if you're here and you hear His voice, you too can believe in the Lord Jesus Christ and be saved. You see... The Lord cared enough about us to call us out of our darkness and our sin. And it's left to you to determine if you will respond to His blessed gospel call. So, how do we use this in our lives? Well, I want to, I want to really press home this first point here on daily use. Make sure you have heard and responded to the call of salvation. Not your call of your friend. Well, you should be saved. Not the call of your mom and daddy. Well, you need to go forward and make a decision. Not the call of your grandmom and daddy. 
You ought to do something about your life. No. Who called you? If your parents called you to be saved, you're lost in your sin. If your friend called you to be saved, you're lost in your sin. Have you heard the call? Have you heard the call of the Lord Jesus Christ in the gospel? You see, here's what the Word of God says in 2 Peter 1.10. Everybody in this room ought to practice this. Therefore, be all the more diligent to make certain about His calling and choosing you. Make certain. Make certain. Well, Pastor Mike, I, I'm a little offended. I've been in church all my life. I didn't talk to you about your church attendance. I talked to you about your calling to salvation and responding to the gospel call. Make certain. I, it's in another place. I'm pressing this home now. You must listen to me. Today, here it is in the, in the book of Hebrews, repeatedly. Today, if you hear His voice, it's today. You may not have tomorrow. You can't go back to yesterday. Today, if you hear His voice, do not harden your heart. Today, if you hear, do you hear the call of God? Do you as a follower of Jesus, you've sidelined yourself because you've gone back to wickedness and carnality. The Holy Spirit is calling you back to get right with God and to follow Jesus again. This is the time to do it. Make things right in your life. Rejoice, my friends, in the hope of Him who called you to be saved. Some of you ought to go home today and spend some time celebrating, going back in your mind and sharing with your own children and your spouse perhaps or somebody else the joy you have because you remember how God called you out of darkness and into the light and you believed in the Lord and you were saved. Well, Paul ends by saying, May the God of the Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him. And I pray, First Baptist Church, I pray for you that the eyes of your heart may be enlightened. A lot of things can darken our eyes, can't they? I pray that the eyes of your heart will be enlightened, listen, so that you will, will know what is the hope of His calling. Oh, the joy of God's call to salvation and what hopefulness it brings to life.